What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, we'll get into some of the things that the Cowboys need to do both on defense and offense to beat the Chicago Bears led by Justin Fields. Because this is that kind of game. This is a game in which, sure, you can look at everything that the Bears have done throughout the season you can figure out the fact that they don't have a very efficient, very productive offense. But also, they looked quite well on Monday night. And the reason why they looked quite well is because they did different things. So you can hate everything that they've done before Monday night football against the New England Patriots. And it might not matter because if they continue down the road that they started exploring last week, or earlier this week, technically, you're talking about a completely different offense. And I think that we're going to, to see some design runs for Justin Fields on Sunday. I think that it could get a little bit fun on that sense. Clemente Spinoza says, we're going to blitz them all night. They're going to remember the day that they played the boys. It could be, it could be that they blitz uh, Justin Fields a lot. This is not one of the X factors that I'm going to mention, but let's do it anyways. Justin Fields leads the NFL in sacks allowed. 27 is the number that he has through seven weeks of the season. It's crazy to me that he leads the NFL in sacks, given that he drops back so, so few times. In fact, if you look at the sack percentage... For every team, you will find that, or for every quarterback, you will find that Justin Fields leads the NFL at 16% sack percentage. Marcus Mariota is number two with 10%, which is crazy. It is crazy the, the difference between Justin Fields and the rest of the league. He takes a lot of sacks. It's, it's because of the offensive line. It might also have to do with lack of answers in pass pro for the Bears. Maybe... Not a lot of hot routes built into the system, which is a topic that we have talked a lot about here on primetime before with rivals like the Philadelphia Eagles and all of that. So they're going to have some issues. The Bears offensive line, though, is very interesting because they suck in pass pro, but they're quite good when running the football. They are pro football focuses highest run blocking unit in the NFL, and they have a dangerous running back. And they do a lot of everything. They run zone. They do a lot of gap scheme stuff as well, especially with this quarterback design runs. Because this wasn't the Chicago running zone reads. This was them running quarterback counters and bash and dash and all of that with Justin Fields running between the tackles, outside of the tackles. They're doing a lot of stuff, or at least they did on that Monday night football game. So let me know in the comments. Let me know in the comments if you believe that Chicago is a legit opponent or not. Let me know 
how are you guys feeling about this one? Because I've, I've seen the term trap game thrown a lot, thrown around a lot over the week. And I don't know if this is the game that you would label as a trap game because I think that the Bears could, could have something going with that offense, honestly. Uh, do you think the Bears are legit or not? Let me know in the comments, both on Facebook and on YouTube. We've got uh, Toxic here saying every NFL team is a legit opponent. I respect that opinion. I respect that a lot. Uh, Gregory says not. Craig says absolutely. They are legit. Kenneth Fraser as well, uh, Floyd as well. Russell says, tough game, I think. Very professional team, says Stephen White. We win by 20, says Elio Varela. There you go. Dak has, had, has a great game with four touchdowns, and Micah has two sacks. I want Micah Parsons to have two sacks so bad on this one. I want Micah Parsons to get after Justin Fields on this one so bad because if he does, and we talked about this briefly last night, if he does, Micah Parsons will be the first player in sack history since 1982 to have five multi-sack games in the first eight games of the season legit opponent they say that they studied the cowboys two weeks out too says bruce there you go they beat new england and the niners says russell and even though it was a nasty game the the niners won early in the season it counts after all Justin Fields can be a little bit of a headache. I do think that it is relevant to point out, it is important to point out that the Cowboys have played in consecutive weeks. Justin Fields, excuse me, Jalen Hurts in the Eagles running game, and then Jared Goff in the Lions running game, which is not a scheme that has a plus one quarterback, but it's a very run-centric offense and then you're also going to face one in Justin Fields and the Bears I think that it's something that maybe has the Cowboys a little bit in the right mindset heading into this one they have faced run offenses run-centric offenses for three consecutive weeks that will be the case on Sunday uh, I, I think that's important to point out and as we do that I think that this is a perfect chance to get to the I have three keys basically to or uh, three or four that the Cowboys need to do in order to win this game. And number one to me would be just control the running game with a similar game plan with which you approached the Detroit Lions. And to me, that is just first and foremost, setting the edge. In this kind of game, even though you do want to get after Justin Fields in past situations, it is one of those games in which you don't want defense events crashing the line. You don't want them being super aggressive trying to get to Justin Fields. You want them to seal the edge. You want to force everything that they will throw your way. You want to force it inside. You don't want Justin Fields getting the better, the, the, the best of your defensive end. You want him to be forced inside and let the linebackers do the dirty work. I think that is super important on this game. We talked about it as well, heading into the Detroit Lions game too. And that's one of the main things that I would point out for this one. Set the edge. And I think that's what led to Micah Parsons not playing that much last Sunday. And it's funny that not playing that much for Micah means 70% of the snaps. Because that was his snap count at the end of last week's game. But usually he's at 80 90%. He wants to be on the field. 
But I think that we see another game in which Dan Quinn is in there trying to get Armstrong as much as he can in there. Uh, Sam Williams, he had 14 plays himself. Setting the edge will be huge for the Cowboys on Sunday. And then another thing that I would like to point out is the fact that Dallas is a defense that has has uh, the highest stunt rate in the NFL. And some defensive coordinators love to play with offensive line rules from the opponent. So we could see a lot of stunts from the Cowboys on this one as well, but more slated towards stopping the run game instead of trying to get to the quarterback, if that makes sense. Dan Campbell, after the game versus the Lions, Dan Campbell said that he was aware of how aggressive the Cowboys were on defense and that because of that, they had approached this game with a more conservative game plan. And you love, you got to love that the Cowboys are getting that sort of respect from NFL coaches. So I think that Dallas being so aggressive will also limit what the Bears are trying to do in the run game. Now, Dallas, as I said, the number one team in the NFL in stunts, they have allowed a lot of yards per carry, though. 4.4, that is 17th in the NFL. And that might not sound like uh, the worst case scenario, but you can see the difference between that and the passing game in which the Cowboys excel at pretty much every category. So it will be hard for the Cowboys to stop this offense. And make no mistake about it, Justin Fields is more than just a, a guy that can run the football. In fact, that, that has been pretty much the only game in which he has been asked to run the football as much, the one versus the New England Patriots. But the Bears will also get him out of the pocket. They will try to put him in a position to really uh, get the best out of the Cowboys secondary by changing up his launch points and all of that. It will be a fun game. Uh, I think that watching dynamic quarterbacks like Fields is always fun. But I think that the Cowboys defense has had answers every step of the way and it should not be different versus a team that has such a bad pass-blocking offensive line like the Bears. But I, I, I do wonder how aggressive are the Bears going to be if the game remains a competitive one throughout the, throughout the day. Because we might not see Justin Fields throw 15 attempts on Sunday if it is a closed game. If the Cowboys go ahead by two possessions, three possessions, or something like that, and the betting spread sits at nine and a half, so the odds makers are expecting it to at one point, maybe you see the Bears being forced to pass the football. But all, if you are not forced to do so, uh, the Bears might choose to not throw at all on Sunday. Uh, it's It's been insane how little, how few dropbacks Justin Fields has so far this season. Let's see some of your comments here in the chat. Gregory says, Mo, my bold prediction. I love it. We're already doing bold predictions. I'm here for that. Whew. Good good second-hand completion by the Ravens. Uh, Gregory says, Fields gets carried off the field. Wait. Wait, is that like in a bad way? Uh, carried off the field, like injured or what, Gregory? I believe it will be a low-scoring game since Kenneth Fraser. I have had trouble, by the way, coming up with the betting the Cowboys bet. I, I didn't want to touch the betting spread, but then the total is also hard to decipher. And we're at six and one. I don't want to. I don't want to waste 
the the record. There's a game show conversation going on in the comments right now. <laughs> Micah needs to play middle linebacker more this week, says Bruce. Man, I thought that was going to be the case last week. Remember that we had a conversation about that. But instead, what happened was Dan Queen trusted Leighton Van Der Esch and Anthony Barr to man that role. And instead, when he wanted bigger defensive ends out there on the field, he sidelined Micah Parsons. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that speaks volumes as to what Queen makes out of his linebackers. Let's see. Watch out for the screen pass, says Jeff. Man, the Bears had a tremendous screen pass to Khalil Herbert. And, and we might have a video of it uh, around here, actually. Uh, you can see it on the screen. This is These are primarily some Justin Fields runs from Monday night. But there is one screen pass in which Justin Fields gets obliterated by two Patriots defenders, but he changes his arm slot and he throws a classic Mahomes, Judge Allen kind of pass. I think it will be the next play here, so make sure you pay close attention. Look at look at Justin Fields out of empty, pressured, and then he he throws out the slingshot kind of uh, pass. Well, not slingshot, but you know the sidearm is what I meant. The sidearm throw. Like Justin Fields and like Josh Allen, he sneaks in that screen pass pretty, pretty efficiently. So yeah, watch out for the screen pass because I know that we talked all about that Micah Parsons play in which he gets to right and and stops him at the one yard line. He does that, but also offenses have played with Micah Parsons' aggressive uh, aggression that way. And yeah, it was a good play and it resulted on a takeaway the following play. But at the end of the day, that Michael Parsons tackle one was a very positive play from the Lions, for the Lions. Doesn't matter that in the next snap they fumbled, that play individually was a very positive one for them, even though Micah's speed was impressive when watching it again, right? And specifically knowing the context of what followed that particular effort. But that's one of the ways that offenses have have tried to mess with Michael Parsons a little bit. They've tried to make reads off of him, you know, leave him unblocked, forget about blocking him. Let's just try to make him, force him into making decisions. And then also with that speed and the way that he can get into the backfield so quickly, teams are throwing screen passes his way too. So that that that's also something that we need to expect from the Chicago Bears for sure. And Bob Storm had a very good article on this. And, you know, Bob Storm always nails his analysis. I want to get him on the show, by the way, one of these days, especially during the bye week. But Bob Storm talked about what the options are for Dallas. And you can read that article in The Athletic. This happened, I believe, when the Cowboys lost to the Eagles. And he was talking about what do you do when... Teams are trying to mess with Michael Parsons that way. And I think that his answer was pretty, you know, to the point of theory of defense, which is you either move Michael Parsons from his current spot, which is not a going to happen because he's very good at it, or you kind of play assignment football. And we have talked about this as well on primetime. And when they're trying to make reads off of him, 
let him know that, you know what, don't make a decision, just go and crash into the quarterback. Let them reach a decision in which uh, are they going to risk the quarterback playing and play out if you're going to just run at him and run at the quarterback. So we could see that adjustment from the Cowboys defense on Sunday. That's something that I am intrigued by. Let's see. Uh, hit the <laughs> Toxic Tom says, hit the like button if Reese's Cups are the best candy to get on Halloween, says Toxic Tom. There you go. Hit the like button if you think that. And if not, let us know what the goat Halloween candy is. Because I, I would tell you what, in my opinion, is the best Halloween candy. But I don't know if you've heard of those. If, if, if there is, you know, somebody that knows the equivalent to this in the United States, please use the chat to, to let me know. But I would say Dragoncitos, which is, you know, uh, if you translate it, it would literally be like little dragons. And they're these like, uh, they come in these paperback and it's just like spicy kind of <laughs> spicy sugar, <laughs> literally. Not spicy, more like sweet spicy. Don't say candy corn, Mo. No, nah, candy corn sucks, Floyd. I, I, I will give you that one, Floyd. Uh, candy corn sucks. <laughs> Let me know if someone knows what the equivalent is for those dragoncitos in the comments. Maybe I can show you one uh, on Sunday or Monday night. We'll see. <laughs> Mo, just call it weed. Nah, not weed. Uh, Dragoncitos. <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. This is Russell. Hey, man, you guys are, are making me want to eat some candy. And I do love candy, not going to lie. I give them Snickers, says Gregory. Let's go toilet paper trees, histories, uh, 6 to midnight. All right, moving on with the football content, even though I am intrigued to, to having a debate about Halloween candy. But yeah, that's one of the things that I would expect the Cowboys to do on defense. Another point that it will be a, an X factor of this game before we move on to the offense will be just surviving in the slot. Deron uh, Blant is going to be the guy that will lead the Cowboys' efforts to replace Jordan Lewis. But I don't think that's the only guy that we'll see on the field on Sunday. I think that we'll see a lot of Cowboys groupings in order to deal with Jordan Lewis's absence. We might see Kelvin Joseph in there. We might see Nashawn Wright in there as well. I don't know if we will see uh, Sheffield this early in the process. I wonder if the Cowboys play with some sort of three safety looks that includes Israel Mukwamu maybe playing in the nickel because he has played as a nickel defender for the Owls before in different spots. So I want to see how the Cowboys deal with that because as you, as you guys know, I think that that is a very big problem that some people are overlooking. Jordan Lewis is going to be an absence that will be felt on defense, I believe, even if this is not the week in which it is, you know, felt run blitz says jeff hubbard he wants to blitz uh jeff i don't blame you i don't blame you that's a bad offensive line from the bears and that's what you want to do versus bad offensive lines so i don't blame you also though i think that maybe you can get to the quarterback with four i think that more than blitz we're going to see stunts or simulated pressures or things like that circus circus peanuts oh people are talking about circus peanuts now all right <laughs> Moving on, moving on to the offense, though. 
I am concerned about Ezekiel Elliott potentially missing the game. Uh, he has not practiced for two consecutive days. I don't know if the Cowboys will rest him or not. If we go by what they did last year, they will not. Like if, if Ezekiel Elliott is available, even if he's not 100%, they will use him. And although I understand that some fans want to rest him and just be sure that he doesn't get more seriously injured or something like that, and I really understand that and I respect that, but I also think that the Bears should not be treated as a Division II team because they're not. And if you ask me, what, Mo, what is the best way to beat the Chicago Bears? I would tell you, run it down their throat. Don't run it outside. No. Inside runs, runs is what I would like to see. Power runs. Not necessarily power as in the you know, uh, power scheme. But I think that as we talked about with Sean Sierra on Tuesday, the Bears have speedy linebackers. So they can get you on those outside runs. But they're undersized, as Sean Sierra said. And that means that if you run right at them, you will win that physical battle. You will get the best of them. That was a dime by Tom Brady, by the way. If you guys are watching on the two-minute drill, he found Mike Evans on the sideline. That was a sweet, sweet pass. I love it. Even though I bet the Ravens. I did love that one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Cowboys need to run it inside. And you guys know this. The Cowboys like to do that with Ezekiel Elliott more than they do with Tony Pollard. And Pollard is explosive. Uh, you can also run it inside with Pollard. There were some crazy runs uh, by number 20 in which they even, in which he even, uh, you know, they were running duo at one point. I think that I have one of these uh, plays over here at, at, uh, somewhere in there. Dallas running with this very physical package with three tight ends and one running back. There's one of these plays is the Cowboys running duo, which is like a double team scheme up front. And it's a, a, an inside downhill running attack. And they ran it with Tony Pollard and he just exploded. There you go. Here, here you go. Boom. He just finds that B gap and just blasts it. Is it the B gap? No, I think that it's actually the, the C gap. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Boom. I don't know if you're going to do that for the entirety of the game, though, with, with Tony Pollard. The Cowboys like to do that with Ezekiel Elliott. So if, if Zeke is not ready to go on Sunday, I'm not sure that I want to see this run-heavy approach. Maybe I prefer to see Dak Prescott being asked to cook because you, you, you can rest assured the Bears are going to struggle to get to number four. They don't blitz. They can't blitz. They're, they're the team that blitzes the least in the NFL. Oh, did they call it back? Did they call the, the, the Mike Evans throwback? Or am I just uh, confused in the, in the action because I'm running a show at the same time? <laughs> Anyways, I might, I might prefer to see the Cowboys uh, throw the football a, a lot about a, uh, against the team, excuse me, that might not get to the quarterback that much. They're about league average in pressure rate, which is impressive given how little they blitz. But without... Robert Queen in there, that's also a tough blow. 
they're going to struggle. The Bears are going to struggle up front, I believe. Stephen White says, I want to see a run-heavy approach. We are deep with backs. Now, if we do see a run-heavy approach, they better involve, you know, number three a lot on that game. Because as I said, I, I don't know if I'm super confident in Tony Pollard pounding the rock inside all night. Not all night, all day. Jessica says the Bears defense struggles against the run. Yes, they do. 24th in the NFL in yards per carry, actually. You need to run the football, but I think that you need to run it outside. I don't, I don't think that he can uh, aim to the edge every single play with Tony Pollard, even if it's Tony Pollard. So my point pretty much is if you... If this is the Pollard game and Ezekiel Elliott sits this one out, Pollard will have to prove that he can run out inside. My point is not uh, Pollard won't be able to do it. My point is he needs to prove that he will be ready to go with that assignment. Man, the YouTube chat is wild right now. The YouTube chat has been just completely taken over by... Halloween candy conversation. I love that. <laughs> Let's see. Some Facebook comments here. Run option with Dak and Pollard, says Jeff. Ooh, you guys know that I love the option. I am a sucker for option offenses. Um, I've always thought that the Cowboys need to run it a little bit more, but they don't. They, they have uh, some plays here and there that I love. I would be more worried about Pollard pass blocking, says Floyd. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If, if you need to get Pollard in there for, for three downs, uh, you know that he will struggle on that front for sure. Anyways, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, this is my favorite part of the show, the betting the Cowboys segment. Man, we are 6-1 and one this season, and it's a tough one to figure out, this one in particular, this Week 8 game versus an NFC North opponent. Betting the Cowboys. What is the best bet in your opinion? Let me know in the chat. Facebook, YouTube. The Cowboys are minus 9.5 for this one. The total sits at 42.5. What is the best bet in your opinion for this game? Would you lay the points? Do you think the Bears will cover even if they lose? Do you think that this will be an over-under game? What do you guys think about this one? I don't want to pick the spread because it is it is going to be a game in which both teams run the football a lot potentially. And I don't want them to run out the clock and maybe get the backdoor cover or anything like that. So I want to avoid, I want to avoid the betting spread. So that puts us in a position to pick the total. And it's at 42 and a half. Let me tell you something about NFL totals and betting NFL totals. 43 is the most important number. 43 is the most common outcome for NFL games. If you go back multiple years and look at every NFL result, 43 is the most common outcome. So whenever the betting spread is, you know, on one side of that number, it is relevant and it is at 42 and a half. They cover the points, says Gregory. Cowboys cover, says Sin City Cowboy. Under for Floyd Wright. Toxic Tom says, I think that I would take the under on this. Under for 6 to midnight. Stephen White says, I'm saying 44. 
Stephen White, I like you. Because my pick, and this, this is kind of a contrarian pick, I know. Because everyone is going to be on the under. I've got the over, 42 and a half. I don't know, I feel... I don't feel as confident, but I think that the over is the smartest bet here. Because in order for it to be an under, it wouldn't have to be a competitive game throughout the entire day. And the Cowboys wouldn't have to be just running the football, birds the same. Instead, if you go with the over, you kind of cover yourself in case the Cowboys blow up and they score 28, 30 points on the Chicago Bears. But you also cover yourself in the event that Justin Fields' new offense works. Like, we think that it works. And that they're capable of putting 20 points or more on the board. I think that the team total for the Bears is at 14 and a half or something like that. So if they can score 20, that would be massive. So I'm going to go with the over 42 and a half. We're 6 and 1 for the season. We have some cushion in there. 87% uh, hit rate is what we are at. And in order for us to be profitable throughout the season, we need to hit 52.4% because we're making minus 110 odds exclusively. So I'm going to go with the over 42 and a half for this one. Let's see what you guys have to say about that one. Mo, says Stephen White. Yeah, under is a safe bet, says Sin City Cowboy. And that's the reason why I am avoiding it, <laughs> if that makes sense. 27 to 14, Dallas is Gregory. And that opens up the door for what's next here on primetime. Let me know what your score prediction is for this one. We have talked all there is to talk about for this game. We have talked about what the Cowboys need to do on offense, what they need to do on defense. In summation, I would say that this will be an old-school football game in which both teams try to out-physical the other in the running game. I do think that we will see a lot of Justin Fields design runs, even if they have put them on tape now. They can be a little bit of a headache. I do think that we will see some bomb attempts from Justin Fields. And I do think that we will see some takeaways from the Cowboys. Some interceptions in there. I hope that Michael Parsons gets to two sacks so you can make NFL history. Let me know what your score prediction will be. And while you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-50 Carbon Edition. This one starts at $41,730. It's got all-wheel drive, sunroof, Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, a hands-free lift gate, and a miles per gallon capacity of 23 when you are in the city. That goes up to 29 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the ride of the week. That is the 2023 Mazda CX-50 Carbon Edition over at FreemanMazda.net. Family-owned business for over 65 years. And when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Once more, FreemanMazda.net. So your score predictions here. Let's get to them. 31 to 13, says Stephen White. Let's see. Uh, 20 to, 27 to 3, says Jeff. He sees a blowout in there. 
27 to 14 for Gregory, 20 to 16 for 6 to midnight. Uh, Bruce goes with 14 to 30. Man, there's there's a lot of different answers in there. 31 to 10 for Sin City Cowboy. Here's my score prediction. I think that the Cowboys win it. I think that they win it by two possessions. But I think that the Bears do have some moments on offense. I will go 30 to 20. So I will go with a very over game because I do think that the Cowboys offense can pull away from the Bears in the second half. Especially if they get in a comfortable position early. So I will go with 30 to 20. And I've got a Cowboys win this weekend. I'm intrigued about this one. I think that the Bears have what it takes to maybe keep it a little bit of a close one. And maybe give the Cowboys defense some headaches. But 30 to, 30 to 20 is my score prediction. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. 6 to Midnight says our first 30 burger. Hey, it's crazy that the Cowboys have not scored 30 this season so far. I think that no one expected that. And of course, it has to do with Dak Prescott being injured for a long time. Toxic Tom says, let me see the injury report tomorrow before I say a score. No, Toxic. No, you need to, you need to give a preliminary score, if anything. That's the rule. That's the rule. 24 to 20, says Floyd. Bruce with the perfect strategy. He says, Mazda CX-50 for running back one. That would make me feel way better about the Cowboys sitting Ezekiel Elliott on that one. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the World Series, I guess. Even if the Yankees are not playing in it. Damn it. Let's enjoy some Bryce Harper bumps maybe tomorrow night. Enjoy Halloween too. No, wait. wait. We're going to see each other before that. Uh, Halloween is on Monday. Well, if you go to any Halloween parties, enjoy them. Thank you to Gregory. Thank you to Stephen White, 6 to Midnight. All of you. I will see you on Sunday night. Hopefully to discuss a recent Cowboys win. Jeff says, love this show. Jeff, I appreciate you. Thank you for your comment. And all of you as well. Floyd, Kenneth, Toxic Tom. Well, not Toxic Tom. I don't appreciate that, that comment. That No Yankees comment. I don't appreciate that one. Anyways. Have a good one. Buen fin de semana. Feliz Halloween. Nos vemos. Adios. Nos vemos el domingo.